Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the April 12th episode of the bull bear banter. As usual, I'm joined by Cheyenne Dunham. Friday afternoon, May corn finished up a penny at 361. That's down half a cent for the week. December corn closed up three quarters of a cent at 389. That was down a penny for the week. Looking at soybeans, May closed unchanged for the day at 895 and a quarter, but that was down three and three quarters from last Friday's close. For November beans, they finished down half a cent at 927 and three quarters. That was down five cents for the week. Well, Cheyenne, I think there are several items we could discuss this week. And we'll get to some of those later, but for me, the big story has to be the cancellation of the trade show portion of the Pork Expo by the National Pork Producers Council. This is because of an abundance of caution as African swine fever continues to spread in China. This has been held since 1987, and it's a big deal that it's being canceled. This is only the second time that this has happened. And I'm sure the decision to cancel it could not have been easy, but it also points out the high priority that this group is placing on the safety of the U.S. hog herd. The last time they canceled this was in 2001 due to the outbreak of hoof and mouth disease in the U.K. and other parts of Europe. This trade show brings in a lot of visitors from other parts of the world, specifically Asia. And so while that'll be a big hit to the economy of Des Moines and the state of Iowa, it really is the right thing to do, and I for one applaud them for this decision. Tom, jumping into the bull bear factors this week, I think for corn, the bullish news I'm seeing is we're almost to April 15th, and there really hasn't been any planting progress in the state of Iowa. Earlier in the week, there were some folks putting on anhydrous, but for the most part, we're still behind on fieldwork and prep for planting. We all know that the U.S. farmer can get a lot done in a short period of time, and I know the traders know that too, but every week that clicks by has to be concerning to many parts of the ag sector. At some point, will this lead prices higher? Another thing I see on the bull side that I'd like to highlight is the record fund short in corn at 271,000 contracts. That's more than 1.35 billion bushels short. At some point, they will have to reel that in, and when they do, it will be a positive for the corn futures. But for now, they are adding to their short position. One of the other news stories that I mentioned earlier was the USDA WASDE report. It was released on Tuesday. And in general, it really wasn't a big mover of the markets when it was released, but the estimate for the U.S. corn carryout grew. It's now pegged at just over 2 billion bushels, which is up from the last estimate of 1.835 billion. World corn stocks are also expected to be larger than they were last time around. And while the next thing isn't really a bearish input, I think this lousy weather that we're experiencing is also affecting the mood of the producer. Lousy weather, low grain prices are just leading to a lot of inaction. And yet prices just continue to dwindle lower. Tom, switching over to soybeans, the bull factors I can point out, if there is any bullish news, would have to be the slight decrease in the expected U.S. carryout for beans, dropping to just below 900 million for the first time in a long time. Now, at 895 million, it's not much, but it's one small step in the right direction. There was a news story out earlier in the week saying that U.S. and China have agreed on an enforcement mechanism for their potential trade deal. While this is not a complete end to the trade negotiations, this is again a small step in the right direction. So I'm focusing on the positives. 
Well, Cheyenne, I'm going to continue to put up that record carryout as a bear factor. At 895 million bushels, that's still a lot of beans. Yeah, I agree with you. They've shaved it a bit, dropping 5 million off the estimate. But in reality, that's only about half of a percent change. Don't get me wrong, I think any of us would like to own 5 million bushels of beans. But the U.S. will have more than that scattered across the country at the end of the August in bin bottoms. You said it's a small step, but to me it's a very small step. 895 is a lot of soybeans. That was the report on Tuesday we talked about earlier showed that Brazil and Argentina are going to have slightly larger soybean production estimates, which also push world carryout estimates up slightly as well. So that U.S. carryout may have been reduced, but it was more than overshadowed by the changes in South American production. As we also mentioned in the opening comments, this African swine fever is still a big deal. I don't think anyone knows the totality of demand destruction due to this, but I think it's going to weigh on the markets for a while, certainly the balance of this crop year and into the next crop year. Tom, again, why does this matter? All of the above really highlight the current woes. Old crop prices aren't great, new crop values are a little better, but nothing that is exciting a lot of people. We mentioned last week that December 2020 corn values. December of 19 is now below 390. However, December of 2020 is above 415 on the board. I know a lot of people that would sell this fall's corn if we could use 415 futures. I think it's worth selling a small amount out there, 1 or 2% of your expected production. And I think this is a really good opportunity to use a futures only on that. I think you'll be happy you did, especially if we did grow a decent crop this year and that 2 billion carryout for 1819 looks like more than that for 1920. Cheyenne, I think you've got a great idea there. I think it's really easy to kind of get lulled into a funk here where prices stink, the weather's lousy, and I just don't even want to think about marketing grain. But I agree with you. We'd buy a lot of 19 corn for October if we could use those 2020 values. So here's another thought for you, kind of along those same lines. If you're thinking about trying to get some new crop corn sold for this coming crop year and you really don't think you've got the right price out there that you can sell, you could use a bonus premium and pick up an extra 15 cents by placing an offer in those Dece 2020 futures. On Friday morning when we ran those numbers, that offer for a year and a half out would be over 440 futures. With a relatively normal basis, if that offer were to hit, you'd be selling corn close to $4 for the fall of 2020. Well, that kind of wraps it up for this week on the Bull Bear Banter. We really appreciate you joining us as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. We do look forward to your comments and questions. Just drop us an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. And as always, if you have any questions regarding your grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening. Cheyenne will be back with you next week with a guest host. Mm-hmm.